Welcome to the newest chapter of Chapter Chats with D&D. I'm Denise. I'm David. And this time we are going to talk about Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. I would say that I really enjoyed Mistborn. I would give it five deadheads. I would give it four deadheads. So for a total of nine deadheads. You did that wrong. <laughs> um, I won't first. <laughs> but... Um, I really enjoyed it, and it was my first fantasy Brandon Sanderson part of his universe yes. that David can speak a little bit more about than I can. Yes, so he has uh, a giant shared universe with most of his uh, stuff that he's written so far, and uh, Miss, the Mistborn series is part of it, and there's a, some characters that uh, make the jump between some of his universes, or worlds, not universes. And uh, he's in the middle of writing his one that supposedly ties it all together. So. Ooh, that sounds fun. I like that things tie together. He's on book four of ten, so. <laughs> Slow your roll. It'll take me that long to get through all his books, so that'll be fine. Um, so, um, I would say this, if you like this one, I would recommend probably. Um, anything as like some world building with this one had a quite a bit of action mm -hmm. I would say I was talking to a customer at the bookstore who was quite the avid reader and she was talking about how this one is kind of more action adventure the next one's kind of more political and the other mm -hmm. one is more um, faith driven or spiritual for yeah. the one of the characters but that's all she would say she was like I'm not gonna spoil things for you and I was like thank you <laughs> Um, and so, but I do, I very much, it makes sense, and I want to read it, and, um, yes. I yeah, was, I need to get on that. I, it, I did read all three just in a row, which is going to make this a little bit more mm -hmm. difficult to remember where the first one stops, but I rushed up on it earlier today, so hopefully I can muddle through without any spoilers for book two. What would you say would be a good book to read if you like this? Or if you've read that book, you might like this. Um, I don't know. So, it's part heist novel, part uh, revolution. Actually, one of the characters, uh, I was reading his annotations on his website for this book today. And uh, he said that one of the characters is pulled almost directly from... Uh, Les Mis, which is apparently one of his favorite classics. I'm Expected. not necessarily going to recommend that one because I haven't read it, so I don't know how relevant it is. But uh, uh, it, I probably um, won't be reading it unless everyone who watches these is all like, review it! And then I'll make sure that. I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll think about it. I didn't say hey, We have 29 comments. <laughs> just came in. Um, but um, I would say, real quick, before we move on to our more um, for the Patreon section, I would say basic summary is, like I said, it's part revolution, heist, magic is involved. It's kind of like an uprising is happening. And our main character is kind of like not at all part of the bigger picture, I guess, is the best way to put it. She's just kind of a low-level uh, thief. Mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of gets involved because of things that I can't tell you. Um, but I do, I like the character 
Um, she's not too whiny. She's adapts. Mm -hmm. She, I think she's well-rounded and very human. I like that about her. She has her flaws, yes. but like she, she works well. Like she doesn't let her flaws define her. Like some of the other characters, yeah. it's like the things they hate. It's like I don't want to see anything good about this. Like I don't like the royals. The royals all should just stop. No. And she's like, but they're not all bad. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> All no. And so, like, she's, uh, since she's so new to this world, I think it's really interesting to see her point of view compared to, like, these, like, hardened criminals, kind of, except... Yeah. As the, even though they're not... They're criminals, but, like, I won't say they're, like, hardened, but they are very set in their beliefs about it's, how they feel about things. It's very Ocean's Eleven sort of a feel. Yeah. Um, I, he said that was another one of his big mm -hmm. um, influences for this one. So if Les Mis and Ocean's Eleven had a baby, wow. yes, with definitely magic. <laughs> with magic. Three different uh, magic systems, actually. It was it was very interesting. Um, I will say real quick before we get into, like I said, the Patreon thing, um, we are going to be starting up another thing called the Great Book Debate, and yes. that is why I was not able to read the other two books in the series. So our first thing we're going to be reading is Frankenstein versus Dracula. Okay, so for our Patreon, um, let's get more into this because I, I really did. I really like this book a lot. Vin yes. um, is our main character, and like I said, I really liked her. She was, I like her development because she starts off as a thief who doesn't trust anyone, and her brother like beat that into her literally, mm -hmm. and um, I like how she does appreciate the finer things um eventually but also is like i can still be sneaking in the streets and i still have some of my instincts there mm -hmm. and so i i like that because you don't often see female characters as both it's either i'm a i'm a i'm a hardened like tough as nails no nonsense person or i'm kind of more friendly and silly kind of character or friendly or silly or one thing and so i liked her complexity and I think it stood out so much because you don't see it very often. Brandon Sanderson's really good at doing characters, well, well-rounded characters, um, but he also does, I think, five revision edits. So he'll write it, and then he'll go back through, I think, another three times before it even goes to the publisher. And so he does a lot of self-editing for okay well this sort of worked but i didn't like it here so instead i'm actually going to move this over here and see how that works and uh but yeah he's he's very good at writing characters that are not necessarily how you've seen yes. that sort of character portrayed before yeah i just i really liked it especially with her i think um it was just I don't know, it was just very impactful, I guess. Just, you don't see a lot of that. I really like it. I was not expecting to be all like, oh, look at this awesome female character. <laughs> not that it doesn't happen sometimes, but it's never been like, cause like one thing she was talking about, like how she does like the ball. She likes the pretty dresses. She likes the beauty of it all, but also like, she's really good at thieving. Like she's very mm -hmm. sneaky. She's very like good at her abilities, her magic. Yeah. And that's another thing. The magic system. <laughs> yeah, there's actually three. The main one that 
is in the book is Allomancy, uh, which is where you can eat metals and burn one or more of them to do different, do things. different things. And so some, uh, <laughs> he sets it up really interestingly where there's uh, pairs and then sets of four. And so um, a pair will be something that affects you and somebody else as, as the pair. And then um, the four will be something that affects you outside, something that affects you inside, something that affects them outside, something that affects them inside. Like you can, uh, people's emotions, or if they have metal on them, or metal, you can pull it towards you or push it away. Mm -hmm. um, calming someone down, uh, getting, rioting them, getting their emotions all worked up so they're like more likely to revolt. Mm -hmm. um, other things. Yeah. And the way they use it is pretty cool. Like, they have a lot, and then there's more magic. Oh, yes. And then there's also, um... Harrison? Ferukami, Ferukami, however you want to pronounce that. Which is, uh, what the, the terracemen yes. use. Uh, so the, the Lord Ruler has subjugated this people because there's a prophecy involving stuff that came out of their religion. So he stamped out their religion, has forced them into subjugation, and is trying to create the perfect servant. And so he's got a fairly aggressive breeding strategy and trying to breed out anybody with the, the furukami. Or the knowledge of it too. Mm -hmm. hmm. And uh, so he's, he's been doing this for like a thousand years. And uh, so they have to try to keep it a secret from, from the Lord Ruler. But uh, they store attributes in metal instead of uh, using it up. So they'll have metal mines of the same kinds of metal. And so you can uh, basically you spend an equal amount of time not whatever attribute you're trying to save. So if you want really good eyesight, you spend an amount of time having awful eyesight. Uh, if you want to be really strong, you spend an amount of time being really weak. And so it's it's an interesting magic system. I really like that one. But there's also the other one. The chemoallergy. Got it. It's the spikes one. Oh, for those guys. Yeah. I didn't know that was completely good. Psych. No. <laughs> and uh, he gets way in, way more into it in the second It's book. Yeah, it's barely touched on because no one knows how these guys work. So that's yeah. why I was like, no. Like, they can see with their spike eyes. Yes. And that's all I know. So we will not go into it. Okay. Because I don't want spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's creepy and no one likes them. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, Lord Ruler is dictator who's been there for a thousand years everyone thinks he's a god and um he's been oppressing all kinds of people and he's not who we think he is like yeah. obviously this is the spoiler edition he is one of the terrorist servants of the guy who was supposed to be the hero of the ages and yeah. so yeah he he's, yeah he brandon sanderson that said that as he was writing, he really wanted to play around with the whole, what if Frodo kept the ring? And then he decided, you know what? 
what if Sam killed Frodo and then took the ring and kept it? So this is the <laughs> Sam killed Frodo and took the ring version. But also, for some reason, we assume he has two of the bloodlines. He's able to do both kinds of... He's able to do the Alamacy and the... Fukushima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why, like, no one's ever been able to stop him. Mm -hmm. And one thing that was really interesting is Vin was like, I can feel him even when... Copper's supposed to make it so other people can't influence your mind, like uh, make you feel things. And she had it on and she could still feel him. And also she was able to burst through someone's copper cloud and know what type of magic they were doing, or what type of thing they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's not something you're supposed to be able to do. So we're thinking of being special. Um, she is, she's the main character. That's true. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, and then we have our other characters and they're all, they all have like, um, a specialty because they can only do one kind. Mm -hmm. um, once you can do more than one kind, you are misborn and you can do them all. Yep. And so, um, it's the name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and so that was really cool. And I liked they had an uprising which took a lot because turns out these people weren't rioting, not just because. You know, it's hard to get sometimes people to revolt against something they've lived with their whole life. Mm -hmm. The Lord Ruler had put people to calm their emotions around the city. <laughs> so it was super hard for them to get people riled up because they were constantly, like, basically drugged the whole lives mm -hmm. for years. I mean, just in the city. Yes. But it's basically, well, it is slavery I mean, yeah. outside of the city. Yeah, they're plantation workers and... I mean, they beat them. And so the only way to get the abilities for these people, they're called stock, right? Mm. Um, is for a noble to have slept with a Scott woman uh, because it's a noble bloodline thing. Mm -hmm. um, as far as I know, and hopefully will be in the future, I don't know. Um, but so what they're supposed to do is they can sleep with these women, but they have to kill them. That's the rules. Mm. Yeah. It's a horrible society. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, and, we're nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so these are basically people who have made it somehow. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're thinking Vin must have been somewhere high up on that list of royals for her bloodline to be so pure is our theory at the end, but I think something else is going on. Well, they explain it at the end, sort of explain it at the end. There's something else going on. <laughs> well, there is something else going on. I'm not I can't know. tell you that. But it uh, turns out that there's a an off-screen struggle happening between the two branches of government. the church, which is also the government. And so for the last thousand years or whatever, the uh, uh, obligators, which are the regular human people, basically the bureaucratic oversight of the church uh, who have to be present whenever there's any sort of um, negotiation between nobles or anything like that. Uh, and the canton of Inquisition, which is where all the Inquisitors come from, who have spikes and they kill you. They can see the magic. And so there's been this internal power struggle happening for centuries. And so then uh, they, the 
Canton of Inquisition takes over at the end of the book because they prove that Vin is actually the daughter of one of the higher-ups of the uh, obligators. We suspect. Her brother said that was her dad, but does he know? Well, I mean, they, they kill... Well, they use her... Like, her knowledge, because as far as she knows it is, that is her dad. Because her brother's like, hey, that's your dad, right there. That guy, high up. And so, it could be, but I'm suspicious. Also, her mom killed her daughter, her sister, and was going to, or, like, was worshipping her or something? It was weird. They explained that, too. He explains that, too. I really like it. You should finish the series. Well, (laughs) that's really Can I read so many books? (laughs) But uh, yes, he he really does come back and polish off pretty much everything by the end of the series. Just read it and then tell me about. Not really. Don't tell me about it. I'll finish it after Frankenstein and Dracula. Well, yeah, because this is the first trilogy, and the whole series was supposed to be three trilogies set at different time periods in the same world, and so the first one was going to be a traditional magic or traditional fantasy. Um, setting. The second one was supposed to be in set in the 80s, mm-hmm. I believe. Of our time? Sort of. Okay. But a, a alternate history 80s-esque gotcha. sort of a thing. And then the third trilogy was supposed to be like a sci-fi trilogy. Well, he's on book, or he's finishing writing book four of a western trilogy that he sort of is adding in. So... Book four of yeah. a trilogy? Well, it's the series, it's not technically a trilogy, but I think it was going to be, and then he decided that it was would work better as a, right. a fourology. That's what it's called. No, no, it's a very technical term. Those are my favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like it, and I would very much recommend this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and he does have, if you would like to read it and read some of his annotations, he, uh, brandonsanderson.com, he has... I think he has at least one deleted scene from the book that he decided would not, or would work better differently, but he kept the original. And uh, he also has annotations for every chapter, sometimes multiple sets of annotations. And uh, they're pretty substantial. That's yeah, cool. I'm gonna read that. <laughs> so much reading to do. But, you love it. I do. But yeah, we really like this one. Um, I would say that if you need something to get started with, this is gonna take up a lot of time because a bunch of trilogies, uh, forology, and all of his other books going on. Um, I don't know what we're reading next time. Uh, probably gonna switch it up, I guess, because we just keep doing fantasies and mysteries. But no. I know, right? <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe we'll do a sci-fi. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what type of books you guys would be interested in us reviewing. Um, I know that we are going to, at some point, have to do Chronicles of Narnia versus Lord of the Rings. And so we may have to take a break on other stuff to get that done, because it's a lot of books. So um, David, uh, what are you wearing on your feet? Uh, these are some new socks that they have a dog here. They have dog ear devs on them. Yep. yep. Dev heads. Got there. Mm-hmm. And uh, are they so comfortable? They are very comfortable. Also, we're going to be starting our book clubs up again. Or our book club. We're starting with one and we'll go from there. Um, it's going to be the fourth 
Thursday of every month. Um, and we'll be basically reading anything that's a paperback that people want to read. It's the paperback book club is the one we're bringing back first. Yep. Um, just because it's, it's a pretty good one. Also, um, we're bringing back game nights. Yes, Fridays. Uh, for the bookstore for family game night game games. and then there's also now story times back. Yes. yeah story times are Thursday at 11 a.m. and Pat is super excited she has books picked out she has crafts picked out and so it is pretty fun times like we're we're starting to open things back up again and if you or your friends want to know what's going on with all these places we do have newsletters, so uh, just go to our websites and subscribe to them and you can get updates. So, thanks guys!